Welcome to the Lifehouse Podcast. Our aim is that together we can love God, love others as we walk each step with Christ. We hope you find this message practical, encouraging and life-giving. Be blessed. I'm really excited and not just excited, but I'm really, really honoured to be up here sharing a part of our vision series, Deeper, Wider and This Morning, Stronger. Everyone say Stronger. Stronger. Hey, turn to the person next to you, give them a tickle, wake them up a little bit. Stronger. It's going to be a good morning. Psalm 1-3. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and those who leaves does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. Sounds amazing. And then in Jeremiah 17 verse 8, they will be like a tree planted by the water, sounds very familiar, that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes, its leaves are always green, and it has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. This is our, our scripture verse in Psalm is, is to be planted by a stream to be a strong, healthy tree, right? And this is our vision for the year. And I was reading it, and I'm, I'm reading through these scriptures, and I'm going, how can I pull apart stronger um, out of a scripture that talks about a tree? I'm just struggling to realize how, how to do that. And, and then in the Jeremiah scripture, I'm reading about this tree that sounds unbelievable. This tree, it's always green, always has fruit. It's, it actually is fearless. It's a tree that has an attribute of being fearless. And I know there's some people on your phone, you're probably typing up the Bunnings menu, trying to be like, where do I find seeds of this tree that just always has fruit? And it, it just always looks amazing. Well, this is going to sound as a bit of a shock, but you can't actually buy seeds to a tree like this from Bunnings. I know you're probably like, no, no, no. You can get anything from Bunnings. No, no, you can't get a tree like this from Bunnings. This tree is not just a tree. It's actually symbolizing you and me. It's symbolizing us to be rich with our fruit, bearing fruit in our relationships, bearing fruit with our work, bearing fruit with our friends. It's talking about somebody who doesn't fear when drought comes, it doesn't, not, not fearing when silence is, is coming upon us, not fearing when things are not coming our way. But this scripture is talking about somebody who is planted by a stream, who is strong, who is healthy. And this morning, I'm talking about strength. And just when we pull apart this scripture, I feel like so often when we can talk about strength is so often in our lives we can look at the aspects of our life and we check our strengths and we check the things that are going right. But just to open this morning and my first point is don't just search and don't just check for strength, actually check the stream. Check the stream that you are connected to. Check the stream that you are planted next to because the reason why such a tree like this can exist, the, re the reason why a tree like this can bear fruit in all seasons, doesn't fear when drought comes, is always evergreen, isn't because of how cool the tree looks, isn't because of how thick the branches are, isn't because of what color the leaves are, it's because of the stream that it's connected to. And this morning, I believe that a couple people in the house have got to hear this. Check your stream. Check your stream. Somebody say, check your stream. Turn to the person next to you, say, check your stream. Check your stream. Check your stream. In Amos 5.24, it says, But let justice roll on like a river, righteousness like a never-failing stream. Even when Jesus 
met a Samaritan woman at a well. We are pretty familiar with that story. Jesus is talking about a living water. Jesus is actually referring to himself as water. And throughout the Bible, we can actually hear that there's references of Jesus to be like water. And water isn't just this fickle thing that evaporates. Water rejuvenates. Water brings life. Water is powerful. Water sustains people. Water quenches people's thirst. And this morning, are we connected to the stream of Christ or are we connected to the stream of something else? Because let me tell you something. If we want to be stronger this year, then no other stream can satisfy. No other stream can make us stronger. Only the stream of Christ can make us stronger. And the reason for this is because there are a lot of streams in our lives. Maybe there's a stream of finance. We might be in hard times, in weaknesses. We might be tempted to go plug ourselves into the stream of finance because at least we've got that covered. Or maybe our stream is with relationships. We're trying to find as many husbands or wives as we can just to plug into that stream. So as long as if everything else is bad, at least I've got this stream. But come on church, this morning, can we make a, can we make a decision that this morning, we're not going to even look at any other stream, but we're going to be plugged into the stream of Christ this morning because he is where we draw our strength from. Come on, who's excited that we serve a God who gives us strength from plugging into his stream? Check your stream. Somebody say, check your stream. Check your stream. And I was thinking about Stronger, and when Pastor Josh asked me to be speaking on Stronger, I was thinking, I'm like, I'm not just going to get up here and just talk about a bunch of ideas that sound cool. Uh, I want to be making sure that, especially speaking to a congregation like this, with this many people in a room, I, I want to make sure that I'm not just up here sh- shouting out some ideas, but I want to be preaching from experience. I actually want to be preaching from a strong year that I had. And usually I open up with some funny stuff, make you laugh, do that sort of thing. But I just didn't feel that for this morning. I really felt just to get straight in and be really vulnerable and honest with you guys. And I'm praying to God for the past two weeks and I'm thinking about it and I'm going, God, what was my strongest year? Was it asking my girlfriend out to to be my girlfriend? Was it in her kitchen while she was pouring water? Very romantic. That actually happened. We were in her kitchen and I'm just like, Hey, do you want to you be my girlfriend? <laughs> Take notes, boys. Oh, I said it wasn't going to be funny. Um, was it that? Was it getting a girlfriend? That's pretty strong. Was it getting my first job? Yeah, that's cool. Was it graduating year 12? Hey, when no one thought I would. That's cool. Was it a bunch of other cool things that's happening. Like, was it becoming a youth pastor? That's cool. That's strong. Was it doing this? Was it doing that? I'm asking God. I'm like, Lord, what was my strongest year? And then this shook me. As I'm looking at all of the things that I've done that I thought were strong, that I thought were great, that I thought were accolades, that I thought was really, really cool, I felt to say this morning, don't search for Jesus. Don't search for strength in your accomplishments. Search for God in your astonishments. And I'm praying to God and I'm like, Lord, was it this accomplishment? Was this my strongest year? Was this strength my accomplishment? Was this accomplishment the thing that made me the strongest? And I just felt God say to me, no, 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 don't check your accomplishments. Check your astonishment. When were you astounded with me last? When were you so astounded that you did something on your own that you knew you couldn't do on your own? When were you astounded with me last? Because it's not in the accomplishments. It's in the astonishments that that's where the strength comes from. Who's been astounded by God recently? 
I know I have, and then I'm praying to God. I started to shift my prayer life. I started to go, okay, if that's the case, when I was, when was I astounded by you the most, God? And this is what happened. I was sitting here in the office at church. I'm praying to God. But what was my strongest year? I'm like shouting down all these cool accomplishments. And then when I felt this still small voice say, check your astonishments, it was 2016. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty old, you could say. Pretty, pretty far back. 2016, I, um, that was the year that, it was a year after I graduated school. And I reckon that was probably the hardest, it was probably one of the hardest years of my life because I was just chucked into the deep end in so many things that I actually was trying to erase this from my memory because I'm like, how can this be a strong year? I actually don't want to even talk about it in front of people, let alone preach on it during a stronger series. I don't want to do that. Um, but here's a little bit about my year. I finished school, of which I'm not very competent at. It's not my strength. And I thought, hey, four months after that, why don't I sign up for an advanced diploma and study some more? <laughs> That's smart. Um, so while I struggle with study, while I'm very not the best in school settings and that sort of gear, I thought, hey, why don't I just put on a massive workload and study a lot of stuff, an advanced diploma, cram that into one year. That will be great. No, it wasn't. It was really tough because I was failing assignments. I was handing things up late. I couldn't study. I couldn't really focus. Things weren't getting into my memory. And I'm getting so beaten down because the people around me are just whoom, getting A's, doing incredible stuff, getting high distinctions. And I'm just like, okay, okay, what am I doing? So after school, I'm like, thank the Lord that's done. Started an advanced diploma and I'm struggling, right? Not only that, but because I'm studying... Uh, I had to get a job. So I got a low-paying job as a pizza delivery guy. What's up? And during that pizza delivery job, I was chucked into the deep end again because 50% of what I was doing every night was maths. <laughs> I had my bum bag and I wasn't allowed to bring a calculator and my phone had to be on triple zero in my pocket in case something happened. So I, what am I doing? I got no calculator. So I'm having to, I'm giving them their pizza. I'm just like trying to give them some small talk. Like, oh, you, you like pineapple on your pizza? What is it? 40 cents? 50 cents? Oh, yeah, cool. How's the wife? How's the kids? Just trying to think about how to give money. And I'm just out of my depth because I'm terrible with maths. And especially being in Murray Bridge, if you give someone the wrong change, you're going to know about it. And I found out a lot of times, <laughs> never give the wrong change to somebody on Southside. So I... Uh, I'm going up to people and every day, every night, I'm having to do quick math, quick maths. I'm having to do it on the fly, I'm having to figure out how to give change, do all this stuff. And I know that doesn't sound like a pretty big deal, but to me, I'm freaking out because I don't know maths. And then not only that, I was driving a manual <laughs> and I never learned how to drive a manual. But throughout the interview, I'm just like, yes, I can do that. Because if I don't, then I'm not getting this job, which means I don't get money. Um, so I was learning not only to do maths, but I was also learning hopping in a car after struggling with maths, sitting in a car and stalling it about 15 times a night. So not only was I pushed out of my comfort zone in study, but I was pushed out of my comfort zone at work. And even similar stuff just around the place because we were so young. It was just the first year that me and Holly were officially official. And she was a youth leader. Oh, Holly's my girlfriend. Um, 
we were officially official. And Holly was a youth leader in Seaton. She, she went to this incredible church in Seaton. Um, her family just bought this beautiful new house. And we're starting this relationship. And we're just like, well, what's the future going to hold? Where are we going to go? What's going to happen? Am I going to go up there? Are you going to come down here? Well, thankfully, she's here, for starters. Um, but that was a tricky situation as well, because I'm thinking, what does the future hold? What is going on? What, what is happening? So study was weak. My work life was weak. Relationship, thinking about the future, I'm just feeling so weak because I didn't know what was happening. And I'm thinking, God, is this my strongest year? Really? What? Is this actually my strongest year? But then I was brought to the scripture. If you want to get your Bibles out, and we might have heard this if we've been around church a while. It's 2 Corinthians 12, 9, verse uh, 12 verse 9 to 11 it says but he said to me my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me that is why for Christ's sake I delight in weakness in insults in hardships in persecutions in difficulties for when I'm weak then I am strong for when I am weak, then I am strong. And I'm thinking about this year, and I'm thinking 2016, how was that strength? I'm thinking about weaknesses with study, weaknesses with finance, weaknesses with plans about the future. Weak, weak, weak. And in my life, literally leading up until two weeks ago, I just thought strength meant not being weak at all. And I don't know if there's some people in the house this morning that think that as well, that in order for strength, you think about, ooh, you think no weakness. But what if I were to tell you that this morning, that strength is not the absence of weakness, strength is the absence of willingness. What if strength is not the absence of weakness, but what if it was actually where, where willingness comes in? What if being, actually, it's not the absence of willingness, it's being willing. So strength is not, not being um, not being willing. What am I saying? Somebody help me. Somebody come up here, help me. <laughs> Strength is not the absence of weakness. And I was looking at this year and I'm like, well, thank the Lord because this year sucked. This year was weak. But I really believe that there's some people in the house this morning that have got to hear this, that you being weak right now, you seeing weakness around you right now, does not mean that you are not strong, does not mean that God's promises for your life is not going to come to fruition. That what if, what if that this year, that you're seeing all this weakness around you, but what if that is the opportunity for God to come in in His strength, in His power, in His provision? What if this morning, instead of looking at your weaknesses like something to trudge through, what if looking at them and actually going, hey, instead of just trudging through these walking in weakness, I'm going to make a decision to walk in willingness. Point number two, don't walk in weakness, walk in willingness. Walk in willingness. And the reason why I believe this so much is because now a couple years from 2016, the very rooms that I was in in that course, the very things that I was hearing in, in, in my lectures, the very things that I was getting around, the scripture that I was diving deep into, the relationships that I got to build with other youth leaders around the state, the very things that I was in, that all I could see was my weakness. Now, a couple years later, I'm seeing that it was actually something that strengthened me. What about my job? 50% of that was maths. But then the other 50% of that was people. And after I'm trying to figure out what change to give people, I realized that that year I actually was able to sit down with a couple women that were just 
a recent, like 10 minutes before I rocked up, were actually in an abusive relationship with their partner. And I rocked up a couple minutes after there was actually abuse that was happening. And I was able to sit down and actually give some hope, offer some hope, say, hey, I know it's rough right now. And I know I'm just this little dude in a, in a holding commie, but I actually, I believe in Jesus Christ. Here's some hope for you. Can I pray for you? Can I just believe that there's actually going to be some hope? Can I actually believe that something is going to happen over this situation? I went to homes of, of young people that were a part of our youth ministry, and I saw the darkest of the dark. I saw people throwing things. I saw people addicted to things, and I was able to offer some hope in my weakness. All I could see was the change. All I could see was my weakness. But what God saw is he saw my willingness, and he, and he came out in his strength. All I could see was weakness, but all God could see in me was my willingness. Even just with Holly, even that was such a minor thing. Now she is uh, employed at a school in Murray Bridge. We're not over in Adelaide. We're in Murray Bridge. She's employed at a school, caring for young people. We're now leading the junior high ministry of our church. And there is something that is on Holly's life for the youth of this city. And a couple years ago, we were thinking, where are we going? See, all I could see was weakness, but all I had to realize, instead of looking out at weakness, walk in willingness. Let me tell you, church, the moment that you walk in willingness through your weakness, God will pour out His strength onto your situation. God will pour out His strength onto your situation. Who's walking in weakness this morning? Who's walking in weakness? Maybe it is weakness in some finance. Maybe there's some weakness in some relationships, in some marriages. What if there's some weaknesses in this place this morning and instead of walking in weakness, what if this morning God changes our posture and we leave walking through willingness? God pours out his strength when we are willing. And even I'm going to just pull apart this verse a little bit. In verse 10 it says, that is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. It actually says that I'm going to delight in those. It doesn't say when I'm strong, when Christ's power is made strong in me, I am just void of all difficulty. No such thing as a hardship. I don't even know what a trial is anymore. Any, any time that this, this, the power of God comes upon us, that He's strengthening us, that doesn't mean that these things disappear. It just gives us an opportunity to choose to be willing through the weakness. Church, I believe that there's some people in the room this morning that have got to hear this. Be willing through your weakness so that Christ's power may be made perfect. His strength may, may be made perfect in your weakness. Somebody say willing. Somebody say I'm willing. Turn to the person next to you say, I'm William. <laughs> Teehee. You know, the, the crazy thing is that when stuff is happening that we don't want to happen and that there are opportunities where things are not going right, things never look like they, they're working out, and we're surrounded by these weak areas in our lives, all we look at is that. All we look at is the immediate weakness. But I'm just so thankful that we serve a God that doesn't just look at our immediate weakness, but he says, hey, if I can trust you through that, if I can trust you through that weakness, if you're willing through that, I'm going to pour out my strength on you. I'm going to pour out my spirit on you. You know, even Jesus, he's obviously a great example for anything, but just for this, is it looks like he was so weak 
even right up to the last second of when he was alive. It looked like things weren't going to work out for him and his followers. But look at us today. We're still meeting 2,000 years later and we're singing his praises. He's alive. He is active. Come on, do we believe in a live, active God that his strength is not just for when we're strong, it's actually for when we're weak as well. And God wants to pour out his strength this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. Who's thankful for Jesus in the house? Instead of looking at weaknesses, look at, hey, how can I be willing? What I've got here, whoa, I've got some chains. Some call me two chains, even though this is one chain. I'm going to be noisy for a second. Is that okay? Um, just like, just, just talk amongst yourselves for three seconds. All right, done. No more talking. Check this out. <laughs> it's a chain. Pretty cool. And what we got here is me trying to figure out <laughs> what is... I actually typed in Google two weeks ago. I'm like, what is a strong thing? Because I just didn't know. I just wanted an, an illustration or something. <laughs> and um, guess what came up like every time? It was a chain. And then the, you'll also hear this saying, it's, a chain is only as strong as its weakest link. And I'm like, what is, I don't get that. And then I was just thinking about it. I'm like, no, that actually makes perfect sense. Because if you're attached to something and the other side of the chain is attached to something else, the only reason why it can break is if something happens with one of the links, is if something can happen with one of the chains. And then if it breaks, if it's weak, it will fall apart, it will break, it, it, won't, it won't be together anymore. A chain is only as strong as its weakest link, right? If I can have Pastor Josh and Pastor Mark up here and join me. Come on, let's give it up for these men of God. Whoa, if you just want to stand behind me, that would be amazing. Look how good looking these guys are. Wow. So what we've got here, boys, please. What we've got here is we've got a chain. And these guys are going to represent a zoomed-in version of a chain. So just, just be following me. So this chain, if it is true that it is only as strong as its weakest link, then that means that when there is a weak link, that if it's attached to something, it's going to break in that weak spot. What I've felt leading up to this message is that there might be some people in the house this morning that are feeling like the weakest link and that everything is connected in your lives. And if you lose it and if, if you break, if everything comes undone, it's your fault. And you might be here this morning and you're saying, I'm literally struggling to hold things together right now. I'm struggling to hold my marriage together. I'm struggling to make sure that my, my kids are still in church. I'm struggling to, to make sure that my finances are reaching the bills. I'm, I'm struggling in all these areas. And if I break, everything's done. That's going to drop. That's going to drop. Everything's going to come undone because of me, because of my weakness. And I felt like there's some people in the house this morning that are feeling like the weakest link. And I've got some verses in Hebrews 10.23. It says, Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. Come on, somebody needs to hear this morning that God is faithful. But not only that, in Mark and Luke, we hear about a young girl that gets hit by, um, by a fever. 
and she's so sick, she's really, really ill. People are concerned that she's actually not going to make it. And what they do is they call upon Jesus, and Jesus gives her a visit. And this is what it says. It says in, here we go. It says in Mark 5.41, it says, Taking the child by the hand, he said to her, Talitha, come, which translate means, Little girl, I say to you, get up. And he grabbed her by the hand. He took her by the hand. You know, even in her darkest moment, even in her weakest moment, even in the moment that it didn't look like she was going to make it, Jesus gives her his hand. He actually holds on to the little girl in her weakest moment. You know that God is holding on to you this morning. You know that he is holding on to you. So guys, if I can just have you link arms with me. Now do you get it? It looks like a chain. We're all linked together. Imagine if in our weakest moment, we tend to go to things that give us temporary satisfaction. Let's say things aren't actually going well at work. So in order to make you feel better, you go to websites in order to make things feel a bit better for you. Or maybe when finance isn't working, you go to different relationships or you go to different things to make sure that everything's okay. So let's imagine for a second that Mark over here is, is God. Hey, God. <laughs> and let's imagine that over here is God as well. Say hi to God's. And you are me in the middle. And what I believe is that so often when we're at our weakest time, we go to weak things. In our times where we're struggling, we go to things that will make us feel better, but they're actually going to let us down and that the chain will break, the connection won't last, and that things will not be steady anymore. But what if in the Bible, how it says that God is holding on to us and how it says unswervingly hold on to God's promises for He is faithful, that let's say we are gripped on to God, not just from this angle, but from this angle as well. That because God's behind us, but we're also holding on to God as well. And what if there is a, a church in Murray Bridge that rises up and says, hey, I know that God is holding on to me and I'm holding on to God. So no matter how weak I am, I can't break. No matter how weak I get, no matter how many times I feel like I can't do it. If God is holding on to me on this side and I'm holding on to God on this side, then I can't fall through the cracks. I cannot break. And I believe that there's some people this morning that have got to hear that you cannot break because you've got God behind you and he's in front of you as well are you holding on to God in this place because he's holding on to you can we thank these guys and here's the word that I felt what is holding on to you is stronger than what you are holding on to what you are holding on to is not stronger than what is holding on to you. And let me explain this. You might be holding on to different things in order to give you strength. We might be connected to different streams to give us strength. But this morning, would you just allow a revelation to pour over you that God is holding on to you. That no matter what you are holding on to, He will not let you go. Even at the moment, if what you're holding on to isn't what God thinks is best for your life, He's still holding on to you. Even if there's things in your life that you wish were different, God is holding on to you. So no matter what you are holding on to, let me tell you something. You will not break because you've got the strength of God holding on to you to strengthen you, to make His strength made perfect 
through your weakness, through your weakness. I really believe that this morning we're going to receive not just strength, but I believe that we're going to equip a willing heart. And so often what I believe that what we do as Christians, and if you're not a Christian in this place, I believe that it's for everyone. Um, And this will be my closing thing. But what I feel is that so often in hard times, what we do is we pray for strength. God, give me strength in this season. Give me strength for this issue. God, give me strength for this. Give me strength for this. But I believe, yes, strength will come. Strength is something that will eventually come. But what instead we should be praying for isn't strength, it's willingness. It's not for the bad stuff to disappear. It's saying, hey, this is in my life right now to strengthen me up, to make sure that I can actually equip and hold what God has for me in my future. Let's not just pray the the bad stuff away, pray the weakness away, pray the trial, the hardships, all that stuff away. Instead, let's delight in God for His plan, His strength is made perfect through our weakness. Church, if I can just have us stand to our feet right now, if the band would like to join me. Check your stream. Somebody say, check your stream. Check your, check your stream, making sure that you are plugged in to Christ, that He is where you're, you're, you're drawing your strength from. Not any other stream, not any other thing can give you the strength that God can provide you. And this morning, I want to do a couple different calls. And it's to our church, and it's for people that, for the first one, it's for people that feel like they are connected to the wrong stream. And if you just want me to list off a couple, you might be connected into the stream of your paycheck at the end of every fortnight. And as long as that's okay, things are going to be all right. Or maybe you're connected to the stream of popularity, popularity at the workplace, people just liking you, you're just so caught up in this. As long as people like me, then I'll be strong in my trial. Maybe there's some people this morning that are saying, I'm connected to the stream of lust, of bad habits, of addiction. I'm connected to this stream because if everything else fails, at least I've got that. At least that makes me feel okay. At least that gives me some strength. Church, if I can have us close our eyes all over this place. If you're here this morning and you feel like you're connected to a different stream. You might be connected to one of the streams that I've mentioned or another one. And you're wondering why you haven't been strengthened yet. Well, I believe that the moment that you shift your stream, that you plug into Christ, that He is where you, where you draw all the strength from, that He is where you draw all love and acceptance from, that strength will come. And if you're here this morning and you're saying, all I'm seeing is this bad stream, all I'm seeing is my weakness. But this morning I want to make a decision to shift my stream. I want to make a decision to be so embedded into Christ, so embedded into His well of life, into His stream, into His lifeline, that I may be strengthened through my weakness. So there's nobody looking around. If that's you and you're saying, I need a shift stream this morning, Lord, would you help me shift stream? Then what I want you to do with nobody looking around, just put your hands out in front of you all over this place. You're saying, I need a shift stream. Thank you, Lord. We're just going to pray for these people and then 
I'm going to do one more call. Lord, I thank you that this morning that we can trust your stream, that we can trust your lifeline. And Lord, I just praise you and thank you that we serve a strong God, a good God. And Lord, I pray for the people that responded to you just then. Lord, I pray for a shift of stream in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray even just supernaturally reveal that nothing can satisfy, no other no other river, no other stream, no other lake can satisfy. But God, I pray that this morning for a hunger to get into your stream, Lord, a motivation to get into the stream of Christ. So Lord, I pray right now for strength to build up. Lord, I pray for fruit to be bearing on our lives. And Lord, I just pray for a connection to the lifeline of Christ for these precious people in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And the second group of people, if you just want to look at me for a little bit, is for people that feel like this. A chain that you're holding on to so many different things. And at the moment that you're at your weakest, that things are going to crack and things are going to fall apart. And I know that there's some people in the room this, this morning that feel like that because I really, I just really sense the presence of God that there's some people that feel like, hey, if I go another week with all this weakness, if I go another week connected to all this stuff and it's still not turning out, I don't know how it's going to go. And I don't want to let go of my marriage. I don't want to let go of giving up, of, of praying and hoping for my kids. I don't want to let go of my job. I don't want to let go of any of this stuff. But this morning, why, instead of feeling like we're holding everything together, let's actually make a decision to give that back to God, saying, Lord, you hold me together. You hold everything together in my life. I give it to you. So once again, with everybody with your eyes closed around this place, if you're saying, I don't want to feel this vulnerability, this, this feeling like I can drop and when I drop, everything around me is going to drop and, and you just say, I'm sick of that feeling. I'm sick of feeling like I just can't do it. I'm sick of feeling like this and, and I just can't seem to shake this weakness on my life. And this morning you're saying, hey, I want my chain to be built up of different links. I want my chain to consist of Christ behind me, Christ before me and me with my mess right in the middle sitting nice and tight because God's got me. So if you're here this morning, and you're saying, I just need my chain to be built up of Christ's links. I need those links to strengthen me in my tough times. And just all over this place with no one looking around, why don't you just pop your hand up nice and high. You're just saying, I need to be built up in my weakness. Come on, amen. Nice. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, reach out to Him right now all over this place. If you're feeling like you want to receive some strength from Jesus this morning, come on, reach out to Him nice and high. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, hands going up all over this place. We're just going to give it a couple more seconds. Come on, why don't you just reach out to Him. Reach out to Him this morning. Saying, Lord, I'm not cutting it on my own. I don't want to hold it all together anymore. Lord, I want you to hold me together. I don't want to just do this on my own anymore. Lord, would you hold me together? Come on, nice and high. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Healing is dropping over this place. Thank you, Lord. Would you just reach out to Him? Thank you, Jesus. Come on, why don't you pray with me, church? Lord, I give you praise. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I give you glory. Lord, I give you honor in the weakness. God, I thank you in the mess. Lord, I just pray right now, would you just give us a supernatural strength to not hate the things that are weak in our life. But God, let's make a decision this morning, church, to say, let's be willing. So God, would you just create in us a willing heart? God, would you create in us a willing heart to put you behind us? to put you in front of us. And God, would you hold us together this morning? Lord, I pray for the people that are feeling like they're going to snap. 
Lord, I pray for the people that feel like they're going to crack under the pressure that they're under. Lord, I pray for the people that feel like if they go another day, if they go another week and things aren't better, then they're going to drop it all. Lord, we give you everything this morning. Come on, would you give him everything right now? Lord, would you take our mess? Would you take our trial? Would you take our hardship? And Lord, I pray, like what it says in Corinthians, that we will stand firm and that we will declare your strength through the hardship, through the trial. So God, I just pray for these precious people this morning. Lord, that they will not crack. Lord, that they will not break. They might bend, they might get out of place, but Lord, that they won't, will not crack because you are holding us together. So church, come on right now, just before we go into worship, let's just posture ourselves to put him in front of us and behind us this morning. Whatever that looks like, it might be with your hands up, it might be sitting down, it might be whatever it is. Come on, just for a couple seconds, let's just position ourselves for him to come around us, to strengthen us all over this place. Come on, thank you, Lord. what we're going to do right now just even as you're posturing yourself what we're going to do is we're going to go into worship but as we go into worship it's it's probably the last thing you want to do right now why would I worship in my weakness why would I do that but if this is all true what I'm saying if what is it saying in Corinthians is, is true that there is strength in our weakness then let's take worship to another place this morning, church, and say, even though I don't feel like it, even though I'm weak right now, Lord, I choose to give you all the glory. Lord, I choose to worship you through my weakness. So come on, why don't we just build it up right now, band? Let's not start in real quiet. Let's actually just start to declare some stuff over our lives. Let's start to declare some stuff. Let's start to declare some strength, declare some freedom. So come on, church. Thank you for joining us this week. If you wish to connect with us, please send an email to info at life.house or come and see us at 170 Adelaide Road, Murray Bridge. And remember, the door is always open for you at Lifehouse. God's house, our home.